All right, all right. Hello, everyone. Dashian Miller here, and we're here with episode 148 of Kuden Radio. So, um, big question, right? Hopefully, everybody's had a heads up on this. But you ever have people? I don't know. Some people, you know, support you and things like that. But have you ever had anyone? Um, they, you talk about what you're doing, right? Whether it's martial arts in general. Or maybe it's ninjutsu or whatever, right? But you ever have any any of these people that they could do anything from just like rolling their eyes at you, like oh that kind of thing, right? Or um, dissuade you or want to tell you that you know that's a waste of time or who knows, right? There's all kinds of things that people can do. We're gonna talk about those and how to deal with them, right? Um, and there might just be a surprising twist on this episode, so we'll talk about that as soon as we officially get started. So, the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. All right. Like I said, we're back. It looks like some folks are uh, signing in to, to uh, join in and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know what? I almost forgot since I'm both my own producer and uh, the host. I should probably make sure that things are set up so I can see things as people are checking in. All right. Again, uh, another week where I'm, uh, I'm flying solo. Right? James is caught up with some other things that he needs to take care of, which is fine. Um, and so we're just going to run with it and go. Okay. All right. So um, the theme for this uh, episode, right, uh, we're going to be talking about this idea of, of people not taking you seriously, right? People not taking your training seriously, but maybe, maybe, right? It's not just about the training. Maybe it's about you. Right. As often as we like to say, look, dude, it's not personal. Right. When people are doing their thing. Right. It's often a reflection of them. Whatever. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Because there's really two sides to this. Right. And of course, because this is Kuden. Right. Um, we, we need to be focusing on us. Right. So what's the goal? Uh, what's the purpose? Right. Those kind of things. Right. And so we'll talk about that in a bit. But. What I want to do first is I want to break down some of these folks, right? Some of these people that we may encounter. If you haven't already, consider yourself lucky, right? Uh, if you've been around as long as I have, right? I began training in the martial arts in 1975, right? Where were you in 1975? Um, and so I've been doing this for a while, right? So I've, I've encountered my fair share. But they weren't just strangers out in the world, right? They're easy enough to deal with, right? Okay. It gets harder and harder as things get closer. Okay, so uh, before we before we do like the whole thing, if you're someplace, right? If you're listening to this later on and you're listening to like audio only, maybe you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or one of these um, podcast platforms that we're on. Um, if you're if you're sitting by yourself, that's fine, right? You got a recording. Uh, you could listen to it and maybe go back and do the exercise or whatever. But we do a, a little. A little, an exercise, right? 
this is something that was given to me by a teacher uh, quite a while ago. Uh, and we can use this, right, as a concentric circle kind of thing. We can use this um, both for the purposes that we're doing with this episode, but we can also look at it uh, from a, from other perspectives. One perspective that we can use is uh, uh, like the self-defense paradigm, right, and looking outside of ourselves and how different different realms, right, that are a part of my world, a part of our world, right, um, how they filter out a lot of danger and whatnot before they get to us, right? I mean, we're in a social construct, right? So, again, different ways to use it, but because we're in a social construct, right, and I'm using the word construct because, you know, it's it's human beings have kind of come together in this collective because of lots of things, right, safety in numbers, and uh, unifying uh, belief systems and and ideologies to be defended and those kind of things, right? Um, it was much easier way back in the day when it was clans and, you know, you either did what you did or you got shunned and shunning from a tribe or being kicked out of a tribe um, usually meant death, right? Which, you know, if you understand that, then you would understand more why um, – like people in today's world, right? Uh, they get caught up in things so easily where if they don't toe the line, right, they could get kicked out. And then this anxiety or fear, spoken or unspoken, right, conscious or unconscious, kind of bubbles to the surface, okay? Whether it's getting kicked out of the dojo, getting kicked out of your group, your social group, uh, whatever. If you've decided to jump on some kind of political or ideological, ideological side, right, Um having them come after you with pitchforks and, and torches and whatnot, right, can cause those kind of things. Um, but we have this this primitive wiring, right, to want to make sure that we're, um, you know, not right kicked out, even though in today's world, one, we live in, in a mixed uh, social group, right? We have our own little little social circles, right? Um, which we again we tend to group together based on similar beliefs, right? We all group together because uh, we're working on this aspect of a particular martial art or this whole self-defense paradigm and, and personal development and those kind of things, right? Other people aren't going to like it, whatever, right? So there's more triggers, right, to these kind of things happening, right? But at the same time, we're also working on something from a warrior perspective, especially from a ninja warrior perspective, where we have to make individual personal decisions to make sure that we're not just going along with the masses, right? Because if everybody else was right, well, there wouldn't be a whole lot of problems in the world, okay? So and in, in uh, the, the Mikyo uh, school that I'm a, I'm a initiated teacher in, in the Tendai school, there's a, there's a saying, right? To light up your own little corner of the world, right? Everybody's running around trying to, trying to fix the world or fix everybody else. But imagine how bright the world would be if we all just like, you know, lit up our little corner, right? Anyway, so let me do this little exercise, right? Um, if you have, if you can visualize this, that's fine, right? Don't visualize it while you're driving. Okay, you're operating heavy machinery or whatever, right? Um, 
if you have the ability now because you're sitting, you've got, you know, whatever, right? Uh, it'd be really cool if you could just have a piece of paper, right? A piece of blank paper and a pen or marker, crayon, right? Prick your finger and use the blood. I don't care, right? So um, <laughs> the ability to make uh, three concentric circles. So what you're going to do is make three circles so it looks like a bullseye, right? So you get the small circle and then there's a around that and then a bigger circle that you know is bigger right okay so again we're just gonna we're just gonna come at it from uh, this particular angle but I think this would be this would be a, a a good place to start to put this into context okay because um, otherwise you know we're we're running around trying to make sense out of chaos which ultimately is what uh, a big part of the training is right whether we're dealing with self-defense and a survival situation right and making sense out of that chaos right in the moment right to make sure that happens uh, making sense out of our own inner turmoil and and weird chaotic thoughts if we're not uh, working constructively right to uh, control our mind to make sense out of the <laughs> ever-changing minds and whims and whatnot of those people that are around us, right? Whether we've decided to connect with some of them or not, right? We've got this thing, right? So anyway, if you can make this, just make this little drawing or just visualize it, right? We've got three circles, right? A small one, mid-sized one, and then a large one out. Again, it looks, it's going to look like a bullseye, right? Just these three circles, okay? Um, and no, we're not using it for target practice, right? You might afterwards if you think this is all just a bunch of crap, so, but whatever, Okay. Anyway, so um, what we're going to do is with a small circle, right, right in the middle of that, right, I want you to write the word either I or a single capital I, right, or me. I don't care how you write that, right, but we're talking about you as an individual, right? That's It gets to be your circle, okay? And then the next circle out, right, is uh, – sorry, my dog's running around down here and just trying to figure out what he's doing, right? So the next circle out, right? Anywhere in it or along the rim or whatever, right? Write friends and family, okay? Friends, family, that kind of thing, right? Associates, what are you doing? <laughs> whatever. Anyway, all right? So, sorry, interacting with an invisible dog, right? I promise there's one. Anyway, right? So smaller one, I or me, right? The next one out friends, family, that kind of thing, right? And then the next one out, just around that circle or in that circle anywhere, right? Right, everybody else, right? So um, with, with the one with friends and family, if you're really, you know, tied in with coworkers, that's great. I mean, some people have coworkers, but, you know, they work from home and then all their coworkers on the team are spread out more. So they only ever interact, right, at work and it's, 99.8% of the time, it's work-related communication. So it doesn't get personal, right? Um, other ones, uh, you know, they may work in a warehouse and bump into a coworker every once in a while. But, again, it's work-related. It's not – things don't get, tend to get personal, right? But if you do have coworkers that you do have personal conversations with, you might go out with, you might – uh, you know, all have lunch at the same time in the break rooms, whatever, right? Then they want to go in, they, they go in that middle circle, okay? Just being a little bit more clear here, okay? So you got me, you got friends and family, associates, coworkers, whatever, right? 
and then and then you have everybody else. Okay? All right. So uh here's the thing, right? It doesn't matter who we're dealing with. So we're we're gonna set ourselves aside for the moment. Okay? But what you're looking at are three different realms or three different impediments to your progress. Okay? Now, we're not gonna talk about a whole lot of impediments during this episode. That's not the that's not the crux of this episode. The crux of this episode is other people not taking you or people not taking you seriously, right? Um, and again, we'll, we'll keep it to the martial arts paradigm, right? The ninjutsu paradigm, whatever, during this episode. But if it branches out from there, that's, you know, that, that's extended study. You can, you can take a look at that um, if you need to, right? Let me just adjust this to make sure that I, uh, I, I just realized there was a feature on our little service here that, um, oh, I can let me do it. Okay, so I was hoping that I could bring up this other little template so I can make sure that I'm staying centered for those of you guys that are um, uh, watching on your phones or whatever, and you're not using the horizontal mode, uh, like you'd be looking at a desktop screen, right? If you're looking at the, what is it, 9 by 16 like a TikTok or a, or a YouTube shorts kind of thing, then I want to make sure that I'm not, like, leaving, <laughs> leaving your screen, right? Um, anyway, so... Uh, before we get to the to the circles, okay, um, let, let's get back to, the, to what I started with before we ran the intro, right? Okay, so I don't know about you, right, but I have experienced people, right, um, in my training career that. Uh, Really didn't take things seriously, right? Didn't didn't take my training seriously, right? Um, I had everyone from just the minor acquaintance, right, that might see me dressed before or after class in like a lot of the stuff. Because sometimes I'll have to run out, right, um, from class. I remember doing this a long time ago when we were just using a, a temporary rec center kind of thing, right? And uh, had had something to do right afterwards, grab some milk on the way home or whatever I needed for the kids, right? And um, I bump into somebody and, I'm, you know, I've got some sneakers on. I've got my martial arts pants on. Who knows? I might still have, you know, my training T-shirt. Uh, probably not the jacket, right? I, I wasn't running around and all that stuff. Um, but somebody might, you know, look at me and go, uh, pajamas? No, I do martial arts. and Oh, oh, that kind of thing, right? Um, or, uh, you get somebody who will do, <laughs> you ever get the weird ass shit? Of course you have, right? Where somebody goes, I feel like one of those karate guys, like, whoa, and they do their little, you know, retarded mantis kind of impersonation or whatever, right? So, um, whatever, right? Uh, my stepdad, right? In an attempt to maintain control, right? Because, developing some skills that maybe I can stop him from punching my mom or whatever, right, um, would make offhanded comments, right, um, just to try to get me to stop, right? Is that going to put food on the table? Uh, yep, okay. What what good is that? Or, you know, are you paranoid? Or there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things that people can come at you with, right? And so there are some people um, – I have this, this talk with kids at the dojo a lot, right? 
Um, I don't think adults come to me with this as much because most of them just let it run off. But the reason behind some people quitting is because people start harassing them or bullying them or whatever. Right. So often we'll get uh, like a kid come to class and he's, you know, talking about quitting and whatever. Right. And we'll get down to brass tacks and, you know, what's going on? I mean, I thought you liked class. You're doing really well, whatever. They're like, they're picking on me in school about it. What do you mean they're picking on you about it? Well, like karate guy, they're calling me all kinds of names. And, okay. And so, uh, you know, I, ha- I have to, I have to kind of sit them down and say, look, you know, um, I get it, right? I was bullied a lot, okay? But let me ask you a question, okay? Which is easier? Is it easier for the bully to call you names, make you feel bad about this thing that you're doing or whatever, right? Um, or is it easier for them to sign up for classes and put in the same amount of time, effort, and, and energy and, and hard work and all that that you're doing. I can start to see the gears turning. And then I'll back it off again, right? Do you like class? Well, yeah. Do you like what you're learning? Yeah. Why is it important? Well, because, like, I got bullies and uh, whatever, you know. I, I Whatever. There, there can be all kinds of reasons. Okay. So, you, okay. So, you don't want to quit because you don't like it. No. Okay. So, again, let's go back to the question. Is it easier for them to call you names or make fun of you or whatever to get you to quit. See, because here's the thing, right? The bully's afraid. They're afraid that if they don't do something to stop you from gaining the skills that you're gaining, they're not going to have any control, right? Your level of confidence is going to make them shaky in their confidence, right? Their stuff isn't going to work on you, and then threats aren't going to work, right? They can't threaten to beat you up if you have skills that will negate that, right? Okay? So, again, let me ask again, which is easier? Them to pick on you just enough to get you to quit so now they don't have to worry about you, or for them to sign up for classes and learn and and put in the same kind of time and effort? Oh, it's easier for them to make me quit. Oh, okay. You're going to let them win? Okay. So, again, there are lots of different reasons, right? And I'm sure we've all run into different different things, right? People calling you names, people not understanding. I remember one time, um, well, let's, let's, let's go to the concentric circles, right? So um, the, let's start with the every, every, everybody else, okay, the, the everyone else, right, that big, that big circle on the outside, okay? That includes everything from cultural perceptions, right? Well, where do they come from? Well, cheesy-ass martial arts movies. And I get it, right? A lot of us like those cheesy-ass martial arts movies. But can you imagine, right, what they look like to people that they don't get this, okay? If you don't know what that's like, just think about the last time you watched a commercial for a dumbass product that you can't believe that they're selling. Well, that's stupid, right? All you got to do is, like, you know, take the lid off or use this other thing over here. And they're just trying to sell this thing, right? Okay. That's what you look like or that's what we look like to these other people. They don't get it because they don't have that connection. They don't, they don't see danger in the world or whatever, right? 
We also have a whole social or cultural kind of perception that comes from a, a group of people, right? Government, other organizations or whatever that want some kind of control that they don't want powerful, independent thinkers, right? So it could show up in the news. It could show up in interviews, it could, whatever, right? Where they try to demean people, right? They may try to make them feel guilty or shame or they get your neighbors to look at you, right? Like you're some kind of fanatic or some terrorist in the making or whatever, right? Because, again, they can't have a whole bunch of free thinkers running around, right, who can see through their smoke and, smoke and mirrors and bread and circuses kind of crap and whatnot, right? So there's all this stuff, right? Everything from, you know, the, the again, you know, the cheesy stuff, right, whether it's Ninja Turtles or whatever, right, um, all the way to – Again, cultural control things or whatever, right? So, uh, and it's the same thing with, with anything else, right? Whether you're learning self-defense or you own a firearm or you have other weapons or whatever, right? Meek people who automatically see that as a threat, right? If you're training, then you must be a violent person, right? They're going to jump on movements to make all this go away or they're going to make comments at you. They're going to call you names, all kinds of things, to make you stop doing what you're doing because it makes them feel less safe than they already feel, right? And they feel pretty less safe, right? Or they're walking around with a narcissistic personality disorder, which is, you know, for a lot of these guys, it's low self-esteem, but there's a big facade painted out front, right? And so, you know... It's a whole lot easier to fantasize about things and, um, you know, talk the talk, right? But they know in their heart of hearts that they can't back that up, okay? Now, throw something else on the fire. Let's throw some kerosene on the fire because we're still talking about everybody else and controlling other people's perceptions. A lot of these people are not meek. A lot of these people are not uh, bad people, right? Most of these people are not bad people. But they are influenced by what they see, right? And if what they see and what they're associating martial arts to are the competitive fighters, right? The tough guy uh, groups, right? The strike first, strike hard, you know, Cobra Kai, old, old school. I know how the new uh, show kind of flipped it and all that kind of stuff. Um, but either way, right? Um, so... Now, right, when they meet somebody, right, if they're, if, if all these things have come to combined in some way to convince them that you and I would rather kick them in the head than to say good morning to them, we have a problem. Okay? Because we're going to run into these things. Okay? Now, let me just say that if you were the kind of person that would rather kick somebody in the head than say good morning to them, and that's really you, then I suggest a different type of help that I can't help you with. Okay? So um, we're already going to be having discussions about how we're not living 
to the warrior code and all that kind of stuff, right? And that kind of thing normally comes from people that are, you know, they've got insecurity issues in and of themselves, right? Or they've got antisocial personality disorders and, and whatnot, right? And again, I'm not here to diagnose anybody, but well-balanced, compassionate, stable human beings don't fantasize about kicking people in the head, okay? Bad guys, well, if it's necessary, right? But, again, you know, talk to a lot of these guys that were uh, ex-Navy SEALs and they've got their own podcast and or whatever. They're, they're, they're out there on the speaking circuit and, or they've written books or whatever, right? Most of these guys, if somebody wanted to fight them or they want, you know, wanted to, wanted to jump or whatever, again, you know, the insecure, immature, whatever person tends to think, oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, he'll, he'll wipe the floor with them. And most of them will go, no, no, no. Okay. If, if you know uh, who I'm talking about when I talk about Jocko, um, I can't, I can never pronounce his last name correctly, right? But he's this big, monstrous ex Navy SEAL kind of guy, right? He's got this podcast, okay? And he says it all the time, right? Somebody comes up here and wants to fight or whatever. I'm going to run. I'm going to talk my way out of it. I'm going to do anything I can to not let that go there. But dude, you could destroy them. Maybe so. But people that stop their thinking there, right? So that's why we have two more phases after physically defending yourself in our eight phases um, uh, structure, our strategic self-defense uh, framework, right? He says, if people stop there, if I stop there, right, then I'm not thinking about the big picture. Because somebody can go get their friends, right? They can sue me. Um, they can make up stories and I'll end up in jail. Uh, they can orchestrate a drive-by, right? Whatever, okay? You always have to think about, when you're, when you're thinking about right action, when you're using right thought, right uh, word, which is also includes planning, all that kind of stuff, right? You take into, con uh, to, you take into uh, consideration, right, the, the consequences of your actions. That's what an enlightened intelligent individual does right okay if you don't then you know you may find yourself in a situation where saturday kung fu theater storylines cease to to serve you because they don't cover that part right it's amazing how the the vigilante justice superhero in the movies never quite goes to jail everybody's always on their side Okay. That, that's not the way it works. Not in, not in our societies. Okay. Anyway, so, but, but this, this everyone else, right? There's this perception kind of thing going on, right? And this will, of course, bleed to the next group. But these people out here, right? So there could be a whole bunch of people that, that, you know, they're going to, and again, it depends on your level of confidence or level of insecurity or whatever, right? As to whether, their gestures, their words, their screaming, their eye rolling or whatever does anything to you, okay? But the main problem with this group out here is there's a shit ton of them. And they vote. And they can have laws passed to make what we're doing illegal. And if you don't believe that, I don't know if it's on the Internet or not, but I have a transcript from a speech that Stephen Hayes gave to the United States Congress, to a congressional uh, investigative committee 
way back in the 80s because a whole bunch of martial artists, martial arts instructors, school owners, who were losing students to the ninja craze, to ninja instructors, right, told government officials that we were terrorists, we were a threat to uh, whatever countries we were living in, right, whatever governments were, and we were going to take over. We came that close in the U.S. to having Nijutsu made illegal. That close. Okay? And for whatever people think of Stephen Hayes, he put together a really good friggin' argument that made that all go away. Okay? So, right, the, we have to be mindful of these things, right? But we also have to recognize that these people don't know us. They don't walk in our shoes. So they're actually the easiest ones to ignore, right? I mean, they don't know you, okay? They can scream, they can call you names or whatever, right? But what they're, what they're calling names and what they're screaming at is a projection that they have. Just like people of one political persuasion scream at somebody else, call them all kinds of names or whatever, right? Well, scroll, read headlines, be convinced by other people. Don't do your own research. Don't treat people as individuals. And you're just going to be yelling at what you believe somebody else to be, right? Which is so not ninja-like, right? So but it just takes, just takes a modicum, right? Just a little bit of confidence, right? And recognition that, look, you don't, you don't have to like what I do. I'm, I'm going to do it, right? Because I like it. You don't have to like it, right? Those people are easier to dismiss, okay? Not so easy if we're talking about the people that have a political agenda or whatever, but there's that, right? Let's come into the middle section, okay? Friends, family, coworkers, that kind of thing, right? So with the coworkers and maybe friends, right? Family a little bit, right? They may still be influenced by these other things, right? So there's a bleed over, right? Because these are not a hard, fast kind of thing. There's a lot of gray area. But those folks may be influenced by movies, tough guy, like sporting events, right? They might have signed up for classes in the past and gotten, you know, got one of these instructors that, that made a point to beat up every new student so that you knew where you stood, right? Hopefully you never had an instructor like that, but I did, okay? Uh, Whatever, right? They, they might have some influence there, okay? But they're much harder to dismiss, okay? Because when they're, they're less likely to be making faces like rolling their eyes at you or whatever. It's not that they won't do it, okay? But when they act to try to stop you or dissuade you from training, from doing this stuff, right? They're going to be, they're coming from things from, they're, they're coming from a perspective of concern, right? They love you. They care about you. And they don't want you to waste your time, get caught up in some kind of cult, become one of these abusive assholes, right? Go around hurting people or whatever, right? They don't want to lose this loving, compassionate family member or whatever, okay? So you're not dealing with somebody who doesn't know you and is either going to stop you because of bullying, because of control, because you're just a number, right? You're just a gray person, right? 
these people care, right? So they're not doing it maliciously, okay? Now, could you have a family member, coworker, whatever, that's competitive, that's, you know, whatever, okay? Of course, right? Again, bleed over, right? Gray area, right? But I'm talking about the ones that, well, let me tell you a story, right? You may have heard this one in the past, but I'll tell you the story, right? Um, my first wife, right? I got involved in this art. Um, I was married. And uh, this is when I was in the military, right? And I was, I was stationed in what was then West Germany. And uh, I was, I was working out, working out how to, how to make this happen, right? So, you know, while I was practicing on my own or playing with the kids or whatever, you know, it's just this thing he does, right? It's easy to write that off as a hobby, right? Find a weapon here, book there, whatever. Oh, that's a neat little interest you have, right? But when it came to me working out things to take time away from the family, to go to a seminar, okay? Because remember, I'm in what was then West Germany. There were only three Western students in the world at that point, right? Three Western students that were teachers, right? Stephen Hayes, Jack Oban, and Bud Malmstrom, okay? Now, there were a couple of their students. Now, there was also uh, Bo Month in, he was in one of the Nordic countries. I think in Denmark, but maybe not, right? Um, there was Thomas Franzen uh, in Sweden. He was one of Stephen Hayes' students, so long distance. There was um, uh, Daniels. Um, can't remember his first name at the moment, right? But uh, he wrote a book on, on ninjutsu as well, right? He was one of Bud Malmstrom's students, okay? These people in one way or another all broke away and did their own thing, but they were branching out, right? But either way, right? So they're all in the Western, they're all in the United States, right? So I've got to travel. I've got to make this happen, right? I have to do what most people today say they can't, okay? So I made those things happen. But there was constant resistance because now – Right. You're taking time from the family. Right. If you can have money for that. Why can't I have money to buy this frivolous stuff that I want to get over here? Or, you know, what's what's the point and whatever. So I had to be able to explain that in a way that made her so made her feel safe. And, you know, those kind of things. Right. I'm not doing this to become more violent. Right. On top of that, I'm a military policeman. I'm a soldier. Right. This is this is going to help that way. It helps to protect the family. I'm learning a lot more than just physical self-defense, because luckily those are the kind of instructors that I found and not somebody who was just teaching technique, teaching kata. OK, so anyway, this was going on. Right. Well, be, because I was being creative as to how do I get in front of my teacher. Right. Getting in front of my teacher yeah, Phil, it was Charles Daniel. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, I needed to create ways to get in front of my teacher because I didn't just have a life with work and all that kind of stuff, right? The military, I only have so much time off, right? Um, you know, you get three, two, three, four-day passes, and you get 30 days of paid uh, leave, but I also needed to balance family, right? If I'm going to be doing this thing, I got to make sure that I do something with the family to counterbalance that, something with the wife, counterbalance that. As Trisha since I always says, it's always about balance. Whether it's physical, mental, relationship, uh, whatever, right? It's always about balance, right? So 
Um, anyway, this was going on, and, and one of the creative ways that I came up with getting in front of my teacher was uh, it started with a with a question, I think, at a seminar, and then that turned into other communications, right, phone, letters, whatever, because we didn't have text and email, right, because that was the olden days for some of you guys. Anyway, um, with, with Shoshi Malmstrom, right, and then what I ended up doing was augmenting my seminar ventures, right, trips to the States or to England when uh, a teacher was up there, right, because one of my guys up there or one of my friends up there, uh, Bryn Morgan, did the same thing, right? So I started hosting seminars, right? So not only does my training get paid for because we just charged enough to pay for all the expenses and all that kind of stuff, but I also got extra time with the teacher because I need to get him to his hotel, need to feed him three meals a day, whatever. There's lots of extra time for us to be chatting and talking. Good ninja idea, right? Get lots of extra training. So um, anyway, so I'm, I'm talking to Shoshi Mullen from this one time, and I'm, I'm you know, talking about this resistance. And, you know, he really lucked out because his wife trained as well. So he didn't have that kind of thing, but it was a common theme among a lot of his students. So he said, you know, you know, what have you done or whatever? So I talked about how I explained it. And he goes, you know, sometimes – some, I can't make any guarantees or whatever, but sometimes it works better if it comes from a an outside source, right? Because she knows you as you, and she has these things and these this image of what you're supposed to be and what her role, is, all that kind of stuff, right? So would it be helpful? Would you be okay if I uh, talked to her? I said, yeah, as long as it as long as it doesn't seem like it's a confrontational thing, like just been telling me that, not that kind of thing, right? So. Uh, after one of the day's training, um, we were just back at my house because um, he he was very humble, right? I didn't need to fly him first class. I didn't need to uh, feed him in a restaurant all the time, right? Um, so, you know, he was, as a matter of fact, he was really great with home cooking kind of thing. So, you know, my wife made dinner. And so that's where we had our food, which means that during dinner and after dinner, kids are playing and all that, and she's doing her thing, right? Um we could sit and just chat, right? We could talk about all kinds of things, right? So um, she was there at one point, right? And we're just kind of chatting and everything. And he looks over and he says, you're, make, you're making these weird faces, right? You, you look a little, like, uncomfortable. I mean, you know, how do you feel about Jeff training? And she said, well, I don't understand it, Right? Um, you know, I don't, I don't want my husband becoming violent and all that. And, and, uh, he says, I understand that, you know, um, but I know Jeff, right. And so, I mean, he, he asked a bunch of questions of her to ask her like where she was in her head about it. And she really didn't know, right. It was just this thing. And all she had to go on were movies and all this other stuff. Right. Again, just like those, everyone else. Okay. And so he said, you know, I get it. I really get it. But here's what it comes down to, right? I know Jeff. And I know that he would do anything for his family. So I know that if you wanted him to quit, he would. Now, of course, there's a little center in the back of my head going, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm still going to figure out a way to make it happen, right? But I saw where he was going with it because he was using these little uh, influence principles and stuff, right? He would quit. But I also know 
that you wouldn't have the same husband that you had before. He would do it, but there might be, uh, you know, he's, he's, it's always going to be there, right? It's always going to be in the back of his head. He's always going to want, it's, it's going to be this thing that he wants to do, right? But he can't express himself because honey said no. And if you're not careful, whether he means to or not, that can breed resentment. And I don't think you want that, right? So here's what I want you to understand. And I don't know if Jeff's explained this to you or not. I'm probably sure that he has, right? But Jeff's working on being the best version of Jeff that he can be. What you might only see is the martial side of things, the, the, like the, the fighting things and the, and the self-defense techniques and whatnot, right? This is a whole thing, right? And we're all working on being the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And I know how that may seem to be greedy because he's taking time. Looks like he's only taking time for himself. But the whole time that he's working on being the best version of himself he can be, by default, he's making himself the best husband he can be, the best dad he can be, the best copy can be the best, best, uh, you know, um, uh, friend, the best, you know, employer, employee, whatever, right? By, by default, he will make himself the best of whatever he needs to be in the moment. That thing, right? Oh, that was brilliant. I stole that, right? So <laughs> I've had to do those conversations with people along the way, and that became the thing. But it was cool because my teachers always had a way to tie everything back into being this this concept of the Tatsujin, right? Tatsujin, T-A-T-A-U, Tatsu, Jin, J-I-N. Jin is a person, right? Tatsu, right? Tatsujin, um, often you'll see this related to like a sword master. There was a period in Japanese history where sword experts were called Tatsujin, Right? It's a master. It's, a, it's one term for a master. It doesn't literally mean master. But what it's pointing to is a fully actualized human being that's functioning on all gear, all pistons, all levels, right? Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, whatever, right? Pick it, right? But they're operating at a higher level than most people, Okay. But it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work, but ultimately you're working on you, right? And we'll get back to that here in, in a bit, right? But um, that, that's really where I went with it, right? Because he was he had to combat not just um, not just somebody who didn't understand, right? But also somebody who was in a position to exert influence. To not only piss and moan or to manipulate conversations or whatever, right? To make it about guilt, to make it about shame, to make it about whatever. Or they could just go piss and vinegar on you, right? And throw a temper tantrum and then to not have to put up with that, right? The person capitulates, right? Gives in and goes, well, fuck it. All right. So now what, right? Okay. All right. Fine. I won't do it. Meanwhile, you're sneaking little things and whatever. But you're not training at nearly the level that you could be if you had a good support system. So anyway, the way that conversation kind of ended up was she understood the perspective better 
And what he left her with was, we're not asking that you understand his personal why. You just understand this is important to him as much as he would understand that if you were doing something that was that you were into, that he didn't, doesn't need to understand it. He would just need to understand that that was, was something that, you know, was, was personal and special to you. And it worked, right? We got a divorce later for completely different reasons. Like, she could not mess around with other people. <laughs> so what happens when you, when you go away for, you know, um, uh, expanded period of time on deployment and then, uh, you got somebody who has, we'll call it fluid, moral, and ethical, uh, a foundation, right? And not in a ninja sense either. Okay. Um, so, but, and, and this, this again is something that, that, that teachers on many levels, Hatsumi Sensei and, uh, Shoji Malmstrom and whatnot, you know, kind of really delved into for a lot of us. That it's really, really hard to, to defend yourself, to protect yourself against a loved one who is trying to get you to quit or trying to derail training opportunities or whatever, but they're doing it out of love or they're doing it out of some sense of entitlement, right? I'm your significant other. I'm your kid. I'm your whatever. Um, how dare you not just do whatever I want kind of thing. Right. And I'm not going to, I mean, again, during this episode, I'm not going into, you know, how we design our lives to the power of our choices and we choose and we continue to choose every day. Right. And there's lots of reasons why we might, but this, this is not the time or the place for that. It's about how do I, how do I deal with this thing where people are not taking me seriously. Okay. But again, you know, everybody else, and while we may have legal things or whatever, but you know what? If the laws change, okay? Um, uh, Shoshi Whistler, one of my, uh, well, my highest ranking guy now that Shoshi Paul passed away, um, just the other day, right? He was talking to somebody about, you know, a little issue that was going on in his life and stuff. And, and, um, you know, they're going through a similar one. I mean, they're way down on the divorce side of things, right? He just had a little tiff, right? And it, she said it broke her brain because, you know, she he said at a certain point he said there's nothing i can't walk away from and it's true if the laws change become too restrictive in this country i will move to a place where i can live the way i want okay so the fact that people think that they're pigeonholed or they're stuck right um that's of their own creating right if if you really live your life like there's nothing you can't walk away from right I don't care how much I love this person, right? If they change, like, to the, where they become poisonous, right? Um, my Buddhist teacher used to say, there's only, there, there's one thing worse than being alone. And I, I'm perfectly okay with being alone. But there's one thing worse than being alone, and that's being with somebody who makes you wish you were, okay? But there's, there's a huge difference between being alone and being lonely, being alone is a state and we can choose that and we can change, choose to interact with people and, and get involved in activities or whatever, right? And I'm, I'm a pretty extroverted person, but I have a huge introverted streak as well. So maybe that's that balance thing too. Um, but lonely, lonely screams of the need 
for others to fill in holes or cracks or gaps or whatever, right? Um, or the need for entertainment or whatever, okay? Lonely, I need something from others that I don't and can't fulfill for myself. Alone, self-sufficient, independent, okay? I can choose to be with others. I can choose to be involved in relationships, but only so long as those relationships are mutually beneficial, okay? I don't need to be there. I choose to be there, okay? And unfortunately, way too many people operate based on either a lack in of in and of them, themselves or well you, that's where it goes right because they don't put a whole lot of thought into who they're going to hang out with or whatever I mean, people show them attention and they they click and then they just go right um but it, it, when you whittle it all down they operate based on anybody's better than nobody at all and so they're willing to be in a relationship where there's constant fighting and 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 passive aggressive shit going on and, and all kinds of things, right? It's not time for that, right? You shouldn't have time for that, right? But I can't speak for you, right? We have to make our own ways, right? But anyway, my point is we're dealing with people that we barely bump into or passerbys on the street or whatever. Now, if we're getting all, you know, bent out of shape because somebody that we don't know made some kind of a comment and that shakes us at our core, again, that speaks of other issues that need to be handled before we even think about how we're going to handle those people because this person doesn't even know me, right? And I'm going to take their – I just posted something on Facebook. Was it yesterday the day before? I don't accept criticism from people that I would never ask advice from, okay? That's ridiculous, okay? So I don't give a flying rat's ass who thinks or whatever, right, unless I've associated with them – and I have a mutually beneficial relationship with that person, in which case I trust them to call me on it when I'm doing crappy stuff or whatever, right? And we had these little conversations and whatever, right? But if it's just somebody that I don't know or I barely know or based on the way they live, walk, talk, act or whatever, I would never ask that person for advice. If you think that that I'm going to be bothered because they posted something online or they're talking about me to other people if I don't value them enough to ask for advice, I'm certain I certainly don't. I'm not devaluing devaluing them as a human being, but I don't need somebody to spackle holes in me. And without them, right, there's a problem. Okay, that kind of that kind of thinking and that kind of feeling drives us into battle when. Battle wasn't necessary and we're just escalating shit because we're trying to protect something we don't even believe in. That's sad. Right? I'm going to step up because, right? I can't see me be weak. Dude, you can see me any way you want. That's your choice. Okay? But there are lines. If those lines get crossed, well, then, then the demon comes out. But those are far and few in between because most people in most situations are not, me, not worth me going to jail, the emergency room, or the morgue for. Again, I don't think people think big enough, right? They're only thinking about protecting their ego and not letting other people see them as weak. 
Well, if we're afraid that people are going to see us as weak, then guess what? We probably already see us, see ourselves as weak. We're just trying to cover it up. Right? And this is why I don't have as many viewers or, I mean, I've got tons of viewers and listeners over time, but I don't have as many because people want to be told what they want to hear. They don't want a teacher who's going to help them become the version of themselves that they fantasize about. Okay? I don't have time for that shit. Right? You shouldn't have time for that shit. But again, I can't speak for you. Right? So anyway, we've got strangers. That could come from a lot of different things, but it tends to be impersonal, right? They're trying to control a whole bunch of people, not just you, right? Or they've got their own belief systems and whatever, right? You're not their cup of tea. Fantastic, right? That's easy. Next one, friends and family, right? Because now we got to decide, right? How do we how do we balance this thing if I'm trying to maintain the relationship? Because if I'm not trying to maintain it, well, shit, say what you need to say. I don't give a shit if you like it or not. I'm doing this. This is a part of me. This is not something I do. It's so much a part of who I am that I can't not do it. If that's a problem, then we need to revisit the nature of our relationship. And then you have to be okay if they go, well, screw you, I'm gone. Okay? And that's what most people are afraid of, right? They or they don't want to upset that. So, right, then we have to come up with other communication skills to be able to explain the value, not the value to you. What Shoshi Malmstrom did with my ex-wife wasn't explain the, explaining the value to me. If you listen to the story, he explained the value to her. What was in it for her? What was in it for the kids? So that me leaving for a seminar or doing this stuff or whatever was a minor inconvenience compared to what she was going to get out of it. Right? We need to be able to develop these skills. But because people don't know what to say, they either don't say anything or they capitulate and then there's resentment, right? Some people are actually bold enough to tell me, my wife won't let me. Would you marry your mom? Right? So um, anyway, right? So again, right? If, if we're in mutually beneficial relationships, right? And chances are, right, um, I mean, you're going you're gonna to bother some people that are close to you because they believe that you're a certain way that, because – they're not, I don't believe that they think that they're trying to control you. Some might, but that's not the biggest thing at this realm. The biggest thing at this realm is they need to believe that they know you so they can, they can predetermine or they can, they can assume that they know what you will do in any given situation, right? That makes them feel comfortable because you're you, right? If that weren't true, then when you do something out of context, that person that's close to you wouldn't say, how could you do that? Because I'm me. I'm not the snapshot Polaroid that you have in your brain that you're relating to when you think you're relating to me. Right? Okay? So, right? But anyway, right? Can't believe you did that. Well, then you don't know him very well. You don't know him or her. You know the snapshot. You know the fantasy, right? You know the illusion that you created, right? Again, right. So, but that becomes harder and harder the closer the bond, the closer the relationship, right? Because you don't want to hurt them. You got all these other things that are going on, right? Okay. But again, see, I keep pointing out 
what you have to do. And I keep pointing out how this is coming at you, right? So we need to bring that little circle back in, right? Because, again, easy, much harder. Sometimes almost impossible, right? That I or me, if we're the thing that's in our own way, oh, oh, holy shit, right? Not only do we not, we not want to look at it, but we will attack anybody that insinuates it. We will we'll come up with excuses out the frickin' wazoo, right? Whatever the hell a wazoo is, right? But easy, harder, really frickin' difficult, okay? So no one's taking you seriously, okay? No one's taking you seriously or you're taking your training seriously, okay? The question has to be asked, how seriously am I taking my training? See how I depersonalized that so the sting was less, right? How seriously do I take myself? Okay. Uh, there's a there's an ex Navy SEAL online. His name's uh, David Goggins, right? It's a freaking animal, right? Just just I, I don't know if the guy has a balanced relationship or whatever because he freaking works out all day long and uh, whatever, right? Okay. But a lot of what he says is true. Um, he's just fanatical about the way he goes about things, right? But I just recently heard a part of a speech that he was giving, right? And he really boiled down purpose, right? Right? What's the purpose of life? What's the purpose of doing anything that you're doing? What's the purpose of your martial art? Now, these are my words, but I'm basing it off of his little thing, right? Okay. What's the purpose? Now, while a lot of people are running around, Right, trying to define the purpose. I think he made it pretty freaking simple. Okay, and looking back over my own life and my own, um, uh, you know, my interactions with my teachers, and that that central crux, that Tatsujin, that's that, that was one of the biggest things that attracted me to this art. Right, whether the term Tatsujin was used, and that was used like way back in 1980, probably even before, but I got involved in 80. Right. And it was a central cross to the training to become a fully actualized human being of which the fighting skills were just one aspect to allow us to remain in the world so we could do good in the world. Right. So. But here's this, you know, people are looking for purpose, right? What's the purpose? Well, the primary purpose is you. You're the purpose. Right? Why am I doing this martial art? Why am I, you, you're the purpose, right? If your if your goal is to make yourself the best version of yourself, then you're the purpose, right? You're the piece. You're the thing that's being worked on. You're the purpose. Okay. Now, secondary purpose, right? So I can protect others. So I can be better dads. So, of course. Okay. But they're secondary. You can't do those things from a crippled position. You can't do those things from a poor position. You can't do those things from an apathetic asshole position. Right? You can only do those things from the position of somebody who has high standards, high level of skills, a broad skill base, and the ability to handle things creatively 
that pop up that were outside of the the, the kind of the, the the way the lessons were delivered. Okay, and we don't even have to talk about cotton, right? If you learn how to tie your shoes, right? Kids resist that, right? Because it's difficult. Okay, and a lot of parents just let the kids get get out of it, right? But then they bring their kids into the martial arts school, and the same knot that's used to tie your shoes is the knot that's used to tie your jacket closed. Well, shit. Now, I got a nine-year-old at the school that's never learned how to tie shoes because mommy and daddy have always bought sandals, slip-ons, and Velcro shoes. So I got a nine-year-old that can't dress himself for class. Okay? We're not even talking about the belt yet, which is just a square knot. Okay, so, and I've got teenagers that have been been in same same position, right? Then parents kind of look at it coyly. Well, you didn't do your job. When he balked, you caved in to a three year old or a six year old or whatever. Okay, so, um, but we can't do those things if we don't have the ability to do those things, and no amount of BS is going to change that, right? So. You're the purpose. Okay? So we have to start asking ourselves hard questions like, are they not taking me seriously because I don't take this seriously? Okay? Am I buying cool toys, martial arts weapons, and play with them a little while, and then they get put away, they get hung up? Am I buying books, and I read them a little bit here, they put them away, Right? But then I'm watching TV all the time or whatever. Is it just, is this thing just another in a string of things that I, it catches my attention, it catches my interest, and then I'm not doing that? Is it just, right? Do I carry myself? Do I dress? Do I whatever in a way where I'm just trying to be the biggest fucking outlier that I can possibly be? To make it a point that I'm an individual. Are they not taking me seriously because there's nothing about me or there's little about me that anybody can anchor onto to go, that guy or that girl walks the talk. Their talk, whatever they say they do, whatever they say they're going to do, they do it. Or they're all in, right? So I do this, right? I'm all in. Okay? When I when I met my wife, I mean, we're coming up on 15 years of marriage. When we were dating, I expressed doing this thing, and she, oh, that was neat. Okay, you need to understand this. This is not something that I do. This is so much a part of who I am that I cannot do it. I can't do it like I can't breathe. And then over time, it was just consistent, right? She knows that, but it's not a hobby. This gets expressed in so many ways in my life that it's just, it's not, not doable. And I don't mean like going to class and doing kata and doing the sanshin. Or, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living the philosophy. I'm talking about living the lessons. I'm talking about walking the talk, right? Before anybody else is going to take us seriously, we have to take ourselves seriously, Right? If this is treated like any other, just, just a passing interest or a passing fad, or we do it and then we come back to it, and then we, and then we come back to it, and then we, why would anybody 
take us seriously if we're not that serious, right? If when they're watching us do things, why, why would a teacher take a student seriously, right? Even if that student comes to class on a regular basis, but every time they come to class, the teacher is correcting the same mistakes. It's a sign of a student that uses class time for practice because they're not practicing any other time. Okay? They're not using class time for learning time and then homework or whatever, right, for, for practicing to, to really get those things, right? Okay? I know we're averse to the, to the term homework, right? Nobody likes to have homework. They should just get rid of homework. Well, great. Then you can go to class or then you can go to school three times longer than, than the 12 years that you went. Okay? Homework is practice. You learn something in class. They gave you homework. What was the homework? Well, I had to read this. Okay. Well, you can read it and you can read it in school and this is going to take us five times longer to, to get through or you can read ahead in the chapter, so when we discuss things, so you understand it in class, and I can teach the lesson, you know what the hell I'm talking about, right? Or we're in math class, right? I teach you this math principle, and then I give you 20 problems to do when you go home. You're just working the same damn formula, and you're practicing it until you don't have to think about it anymore, right? You're getting it right over and over and over and over again. That's, right, that, those math problems were kata. Wouldn't this have been cool if they'd taught school in the context of martial arts, right? We might understand it better. Or we might still just have been a snot-nosed kid that thought he freaking knew everything, had no idea how the world worked, what we, what skill sets we would need to prepare to choose something to do later on in life. Um, maybe. And these were just dumbass adults who had a job to tell us what to do, right? Maybe. But it's too late now. Now we are going to have to do a do-over, right? So, but here's the thing, right? So if we just dance around the mandala quickly, right? Do we have standards, right? Are we consistent? That's the earth realm, right? Do we have standards? Do we see value in this outside of how much it'll stroke my ego and I get bragging rights to talk to people because I'm doing the coolest martial art that's ever existed? Or I get to video record myself doing another practice session using a weapon or a skill but I look exactly the same. My skills look exactly the same as they did two years ago. I see this all the time. I get it. You know the moves. Right? Have we checked with anybody to make sure the moves are right? Or did we only check with people who, I don't know, were giving out free shit? Right? Who critiqued it? Or are we in an online forum, so when we post something, people have to say it was great, yay, right? Because if they point out that there's a problem, I don't point out that there's problems because I'm not risking getting booted for a week so that I can't help my students, and there's a problem. Now somebody can't point out something because, well, see, now that's hate speech, or that's that's insulting, or that's that's whatever, Okay. Well, shit. I thought we were talking to grown-ups. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about somebody that's just like, dude, you suck, and, and that's not perfect. I mean, it's crap. I'm not talking about that, right? I'm talking about, okay, so in this little staff thing, right, um, it's not about clicking sticks together, okay? Watch your angle 
because it's about sweeping his leg out from under him. So you want the edge of the staff, the end of the staff, right, out in front of you, somewhere between the middle of his calf and his ankle bone. If it's not there, it's wrong. Okay? Because if you go above that, or if you if you change the angle too much, you'll miss the leg altogether. You'll be within the range of his sword, and there's no point in having a longer weapon if it doesn't give you a, a, a distance advantage, right? If you change it differently where the end of the staff comes up and you strike above the middle of the calf up into the thigh area, his leg's going to bend differently. You're not going to sweep it, and the next shot isn't going to hit where the cottus is supposed to hit. But we're not allowed to point these things out. And because there's plenty of free videos on YouTube, people are free to pick and choose whatever they want. Right? It is what it is. Right? But again, these are just more ways that we get in our own way. Right? Very few people are like, maybe it was because I was abused and just got used to it, and nobody was going to treat me like, you know, killer stepdad. Right? But I sought out teachers who were going to tell me that I was wrong. I mean, I paid four grand for a two year, for a two week trip to Japan. Okay? That's food and some extra things and all that kind of stuff as well. But I train a lot, okay? And I don't go to be patted on the head. It pisses me off when I get promoted. Okay? Thank God it never has to happen again because of where I am, right? I take notebooks, and I want them to tell me how much I suck. I embrace the suck because I'm not, I don't need to go to Japan for them to tell me how great I'm doing. I'm going and putting myself in front of teachers and very specific ones who will, <laughs> will fix. They will, they will nitpick. They will do all kinds of stuff. And it doesn't – there's little emotions that pop up like, oh, they're on me again, whatever, right? But you know what? Tough shit. I'm there to be better. You get better because by getting hammered on, not by getting your ego stroked. Ego stroking makes you stop. Why would I spend that amount of time away from my family? Why would I spend that amount of money? Why would I spend that kind of time amongst the teachers that are going to tell me, right, this, right, if I, if I already had it or I already thought I had it, right? I just, if we're not, if we, if the me, the I, a little circle right there, right, is protecting against anything that is, you know, uh, critique, right, or is, is whatever, if it's not willing to expand, if it is narcissistic and egocentric, right, it's just, I'm perfect already, man, I already know, I know those lessons, okay, really, well, I wouldn't have taught that lesson again if you were doing it right, that's my answer to students who go, oh, not this again, well, get it right, and I won't be covering this lesson again, then they look at me like I just kicked them in the crotch. But it's the truth. I would love to not have to teach that lesson again to you. That'd be awesome. Because if you think you're tired of hearing it again, I'm tired of saying it again and again and again to every student who's not practicing outside of class. Okay? For as tired as you are 
of hearing the same lessons from a teacher, which is why YouTube is great for a lot of people because they can just jump around, right? When have they ever gone? This is not for everybody, right? I hope that you're in the one-tenth of one percent, right? That is not the person I'm talking about. Where they just they take a technique and they just freaking jump in. And they don't distract themselves by all this other stuff until they get that fucking thing figured out. But that's not how ego operates. Right? We have to get past that. It's uncomfortable. Oh, not this again. Yeah, this again. Okay? Well, when will I have it? When something causes a flinch response and that's what you do. That becomes your new normal. Until then, you're still using your left brain to remember the technique. And that's the last thing that's going to be operating and available when the shit's hitting the fan. If, you can, if you're not going to be able, if you're not going to be able to think about or remember your name, your address, your simple things that you know every day, right? How the hell are you going to remember a technique? Unless it's wired in. Okay? But this is hard. This is, and it's easy to wear, you know, clothing or you know. Use cliches, embrace the suck, all that kind of stuff, right? But it's amazing how many, how people quit at the first sign of frustration, the first sign that, you know, the first moment where somebody's not looking, right? That they're trying to impress or prove that they're not this thing, whatever, right? Anyway, um, so again, Earthrealm, standards, value, right? Consistency, okay? Water realm, okay? Are we continuing to learn more and more about these things and asking what's the next step, right? All right, I know this technique. Okay, great, right? So what's next, okay? We're thinking it's time for another technique. No, what's the next step on this technique? Hatsumi Sensei's pointed this out over and over again. There's a, there's, there's all these, Quotes from Hatsumi Sensei that are passing around the internet and people like to like them and share them. I just wish 99.8% of people would take them to heart. Like one of them is, the kata is not the lesson in and of itself. That goes for any technique or variation, right? Kata is not the technique in and of itself. It's only an indicator as to where you need to start. So congratulations. We got the technique down step by step, but if we apply pressure to it, have we tried to break it? Do we understand what context it works in the best, right? right? Against certain types of, have we broadened that out from ski to a stomp kick to a, a roundhouse kick to a punch to an uppercut or whatever to understand that the range has to change, the angle has to change, that kind of stuff. But the kata itself doesn't change, right? Do we understand the, the form of the kata the flow of the kata, and the kotsu of the kata, okay? There's also timing, all kinds of other things in there, right? No, okay? Well, I don't know. I don't know your con. Again, I don't know your context, right? And I hope I'm singing to the choir. I really, really do. I'm hoping that I'm singing to the choir. What that means is I'm already telling you stuff that you already know, and you're already, like, on the top of your game, and this isn't a problem, right? But, again... I've asked people this in the past, right? When people are talking about, you know, uh, well, just I've shared this with my teenagers, right? Okay. 
they're not doing this thing they need to to do or whatever, and I'm trying to help them, and you know, it's just not going well, right? And uh, I, you know, and I say, how can I care more about this thing that's important to you than you do? I can't. To my students, I would say, how can I care more about your safety and the safety of your family than you do? I cannot. Back to the David Goggins thing when he was talking about purpose, right? He said, you're the purpose. You're the reason for the thing. So if you get up in the morning, right, and you don't feel like practicing or doing your sanchin or whatever your routine is, right, okay, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I put myself, self-imposed, right, on a 30-day challenge. And it's not a challenge I borrowed from somebody else. It's just a body weight kind of challenge, right? And the challenge is really, really simple, okay? It started out 100 push-ups a day. Now, I'm doing incline push-ups, right? But 100 push-ups a day, and now they broadened out. So today was day eight, okay? 100 push-ups a day. Um 20 pull-ups, and I'm doing prone, so I've got a pull-up bar pulling up this way. So they're more like rows, I guess, right? Um, uh, 20 calf raises, and it started out with being 50 air squats, okay? Well, today's day eight. So now we're at 125 push-ups, and they're varied, right? So standard, close-in, flared, that kind of thing, right? Uh, we're still at 20 rows, pull-ups, whatever, on that bar, because um, I don't have a bar attached to the school, but we have these exercise things, right? So I can lay on the ground and pull myself up, right? We're at 25 uh, calf raises. Uh, we went from 50 uh, now at 100 air squats, that kind of thing, every day, okay? Have there been days that I didn't feel like it or because my my muscles were like, we need a rest day? Yeah, but that wasn't the challenge. The challenge wasn't. How many days can I give up or how many days can I skate by on or whatever? The challenge was, can I do a hundred push-ups? And it just started off with being a hundred push-ups, hundred push-ups a day. Okay. And I didn't have, I didn't care if I was doing them five and then two hours later, five, whatever, right? It was going to be a hundred a day, whatever, right? And care if it took me eight hours to get a hundred of them out. I was going to do a hundred, right? Same thing with the pull-ups, same thing with the push-ups, same thing, whatever, right? It's going to be the same. And the more I got into it, the more I just added more things, right, because it's more important to do it and to get my body into a different position than conditions have created, and I've allowed certain things to happen. So there's – and you know what's going to happen at the end of 30 days? I'm going to put myself on another 30-day challenge or something else because I've already – right, I've gained momentum, okay? So today was day eight. Tomorrow day nine. Tomorrow I will do. Well, let me see. Today I did 125 push-ups. So tomorrow will be 125 push-ups, 20 pull-ups, because the pull-ups are still a pain in the ass. Um, if my calves are still burning like they did today on the calf raises, because this is only the second day on 25 instead of 20, um, I'm going to shoot for 30. Um, and not shoot for 30. I don't care how much I have to stop and restart again. I will do 30. Um, only the first day with 100 air squats, so another 100 air squats, unless I decide I'm doing more. But these are all minimums, right? Because my belief system is if I 
don't do it, I failed on my purpose. And my purpose is me. Okay? So we need to stop being so vague, right? Anyway, right? So what do I know, right? And there's a scientific element to that water realm, right? Observation, study, right? Observe yourself, right? What are you doing? What are you not doing, right? There's a there's an element of discipline to this as well, right? The water realm is, is very uh, diverse, just like the earth realm, right? One of those things is uh, the combating of the uh, the not having the time or the or the resources or whatever, right? I don't have time. I don't have time, really. If you have one of these, right? You can go to your uh, if you have an Android app, you have to find it on your on your iPhone side because my wife has the iPhone. And I have one of these, right? But if you have a, a uh, any Android, right? You can go to your um, system setting, go to the one that has like parental controls and something else, right? You can Google it, right? Click on that. And it will show you your daily breakdown of how many hours you spent online and on what. Your phone tracks you. Okay? So after you look at that, tell me again how you don't have time. Okay? So um, anyway, right? So is that fire realm is the doing it. It's direct committed action. Okay? It's also expressing, Right? Walking the talk, right? It's impossible to know truth. I mean, this is something from, from Mikio, right? It's impossible to know truth and not express truth, okay? Now, while most people go the woo-woo route and recognize ultimate truth, conventional truth, and all that, this is also personal truth, okay? We walk and talk. Our, we're creatures of habit. So whatever it is that we do habitually, that's what we're doing. So perhaps no one's taking us seriously because they're watching us more than we're watching ourselves. Observation is in the water realm, but in the expression realm, we're just we're showing everybody, right? This is me, okay? So if your standards aren't consistent, my standards aren't consistent, right? If I talk one way but act another way, right? If I'm inconsistent with my training and my practice, or if I'm chaotic with it, I'm all over the place, which is a negative wind realm, kind of thing, right? I'm all over the place, right? Or if, I mean, you can try to convince people how, about how serious you are till you pass out because you ran out of breath. But they're, they're, they hear your words, but they see what we're doing. And if there's an inconsistency, then there's a problem. Perhaps that's what's behind the eye rolling. Perhaps that's, maybe it's not about ninja. Perhaps it's not about martial arts. Perhaps it's not about Asian culture and how much you like that or whatever. Perhaps it's, we're not an example. We're not walking. We're not, what's that? The, you know, our, our body can't cash the check that our mouth is writing. Right? And this isn't, I'm just throwing out food for thought, right? If this is not you, then, well, if it's not you or you think I'm full of shit or I've hurt, then you're already probably one of the folks that already, like, hung up, right? You're already disconnected. Because I watched the numbers come up and down, and I don't know if you can see them or not, but they're there, right? On the wind realm, right, the wind realm is both the realm of self-sacrifice, okay? 
Goggins has another really cool thing. And, and when I heard this, I thought, man, that, that's a cool way to express this, right? And what he says is, your brain lies to you. Okay? Your brain lies to you. And part of this 30-day challenge that I'm doing is for me to work with this brain lying. Okay? Because if I'm doing 100 push-ups, I felt it happening. Right? As I start to get close to 100, right? Okay, 10, 9, what? Right? Because my brain starts thinking about when I can stop. Okay? Or everything really starts to burn and shake and all that kind of stuff. And okay, okay, I'll stop here and then I'll go do another exercise and I'll come back and pick this up, right? But what if I keep squeezing them out until my arms give out, which is what my brain was warning me about, okay? If you don't stop, okay? Our brains from way back have been wired that pain is not good. It's a sign that something is wrong except that you're in a controlled environment, right? You're not about to be eaten or whatever, right? Yes, it hurts, okay? Yes, yes, okay? But what's the purpose? The purpose is to get my muscles to reactivate, right? And I'm forcing them to grow bigger. I'm forcing them to get stronger. The only way to do that, and science has proven it, the only way to do that is to push them way beyond your normal, everyday, average thing. If you don't do it, your body has no reason to adapt and grow. If we don't face hardship, if we don't, what? There's no reason to grow, right? If we're happy with where we are, if we're content, it'd be nice to have that, but as long as I have this, I'll be okay. My goal is, but if I hit this part, I'd be good. As long as we have that piece, we're never going to get to that other thing that we would really like to have, ever. We're not wired for that. And I don't mean as individuals. I mean evolutionarily. We're evolutionarily wired to adapt to the hardship conditions until they're not hard anymore. That's why people live in North Dakota. (laughs) <laughs> and Iceland and shit like, we're a hardy bunch. Oh, you're fucking nuts. Okay? But we adapt. Right? And then we build devices and machines and all that that will put up with the temperatures and the environment, the conditions that we're doing. Right? So it's self-sacrifice, right, that we're literally sacrificing the me today to be the me that I want to be. Okay? So, I mean, there's lots of other parts of this, this thing as well, right? But it's also seeing outside of me, right? So it's starting to pop in these secondary purposes, right? Um, you know, I'm going to be, by being the best version of me, then I'm going to be the best dad I can be, best uh, husband I can be, best whatever, okay? So there's that. But it's also the realm of all accomplishing action. Okay? And what that means is, no matter what the problem is, I will find, I will create a solution so that the mission is accomplished. No excuses. No matter how much the suck, no matter how long it's going to take, no matter how much effort it's going to take, no matter how much pain I might have to endure or whatever, I'm going to figure it out. Okay? 
Because if it was worth dreaming about, if it was worth doing, if it was worth having, if it was worth me stepping onto the path for, then it's worth completing. But again, that's that's for me. It doesn't have to be for you. But that's my take. Okay? That's my take. Right? So, and then the uh, the void realm, right, is our ability to think and communicate. Okay? So, what is the primary vision in your head? Right? If you think about training all the time, if you think about how the lessons apply in different situations, not just physical, but whatever, right? You're going to be, you're going to be in it all the time, right? We become, this is, I know this is a cliche and people say it all the time, but it really is true. We become what we think about the most. If I can't wait to get home to pop on the couch and start shoving shit in my face so I can watch the 57th rerun of the same damn show I've always watched or whip out my phone and start binge watching YouTube or whatever, guess what? We're lay on the couch, shove our face, binge YouTube binge watching, whatever. Okay? We are what we think about the most. If I think about being an upstanding gentleman, I'm learning these things to make this part of me better or whatever, we will become that thing and we'll also think about it more. Okay? I've been called obsessed and they're absolutely fucking right. I am obsessed. Okay? I've also backslid and not been obsessed and got caught up with shit and then I piss myself off or I get pissed off. Because I lost my obsession. I got comfortable. And then karma kind of catches up. And the consequences of comfort is that your muscles atrophy and you get unfocused and sh- decisions become harder and all that kind of stuff, right? Until you hit a freaking point where, right, you're grasping for straws and trying to figure things out or making excuses just like everybody else. I don't know about you, but I've seen other people. I've seen the masses. No fucking thank you. Okay? I didn't jump on this this martial arts and or ninjutsu uh, train to be average, to be normal. What the hell is normal anyway? It's what I say it is. What's normal for me? Okay? So, right, but we just danced around these things, right? So here's the thing. We're always going to have assholes in the world, just like there's always going to be bullies and all this kind of stuff, right? So we have to develop methods to handle that, and the biggest method is thick skin. But in the context of, like, having to worry about, like, your martial art becoming illegal or, you know, the pitchforks and, and, and torch-carrying assholes in the, in the neighborhood and whatever, right, uh, if we can look at the world and see if there's violence in the world, and that's why I need to practice, then we can look a little deeper and figure out what that violence looks like to make sure that our training is right and to make sure that if it comes at me, I got more than my mouth and my belief system to protect myself and my family. Okay? If it's important. 
right? So we can, but that takes a little, thick skin, right? You can just ignore them, right? Whatever, right? Dude, you do you, okay? A lot harder when it's friends and family, right? That's going to require communication skills. It's going to require other skill sets, right? Where you're actually going to have to engage and in a lot of cases, explain how, look, this is important to me. I'm trying to do this and explain it in a win-win kind of situation. So, look, you know, this get these kind of things. Here's how you're going to benefit, right? Understanding also that you could lose some friends, associates or whatever may not, you know, okay? But a lot of these people are coming at you out of love and concern because you look, you know, you might look like you're doing you know, some cultish crap or you're doing um, something that's going to turn you into a violent person. The number of people that have asked me why I want to become violent. My answer is I don't want to become violent. I'm very good at violence, but I detest violence. Okay. But as long as there's violence in the world, you, me, my family, they all need somebody that's, that's able to step up. And if I do it, well, then you can continue to not do it. I think it's a good idea if you did it, but somebody's got to do it. Okay? That's the creed of a warrior. Takamatsu said, said this, right? Nobody in the right mind would choose to be a warrior. Up at the crack of dawn in cold, wet grass, chafing armor, all that kind of stuff, right? Training while some other jack wagon spooning with his honey still asleep. But you know what? Somebody's got to do it, and I'm willing to take on that, that, that issue. It's the same thing with, you know, preventing other people from using bullying, manipulation tactics, all kinds of other stuff. Somebody's got to do it. So if it's to be, I guess it's going to be me, right? That's harder, right? That takes a whole different skill set, right? Unless we're not we're okay with being, you know, alone, right? In which case, say what needs to be said, they'll go away. You know what button, buttons to push, they're close to you. And if you're not willing to push those buttons because you don't want them to go away, then you need those skills, right? And then we get to the I or the me. Okay? Before we blame other people or before we, you know, honey won't let me, whatever, right? We really need to look in the fucking mirror and make sure that we're not getting in our own way. Because even if we got them to agree, would it change our habit pattern with how much we practice? Would it change our focus? Would it change our intensity? Would it change? Because if it doesn't, then they were right. Right? It's just a hobby. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't see very many comments. Chris is on. Hey, Chris, I hope you're feeling better. Um, Chris is one of my guys. He's having some medical things at the, at the moment, so I hope he's hope he's doing better. Um, let's see. Questions, comments. Well, I'm waiting for those things to get typed in. Um, quick reminder, spring camp, May 19th, 20th, and 21st. We're looking in Ninja Realms of Power. So there's going to be not only physical techniques and all that, but we're going to be looking at some of these other things. Um, you know, ways to be a powerful, positive, you know, 
person in the world. Be more like this Tatsujin. As a matter of fact, one of the camps a bunch of years ago was on the Tatsujin. Should probably do that again. Right? Anyway. Anything? Anybody? I hope my system is working. I don't want to touch too many things. I don't want to disconnect things. All right, so Jimmy's on, Phil's on, Chris is on. Um, all right, well, maybe I just gave you a lot to think about, or maybe I put you to sleep. Who knows, right? But if you have any questions, comments, whatever, right, topic requests for later on, whatever, uh, you can shoot those to support at warrior-concepts-online.com. What happened to my graphic that was up for... Kuden, did I not? It was up at the beginning. I bet I forgot to pop it back up again. Uh, let's see. That one. There you go. And, uh, you know, if you're a distance training student, you can always go to onlineninjaacademy.com. Um, we've got a bunch of programs over there. Uh, the big ones that would be helpful based on what we were talking about, uh, the life purpose discovery process, uh, Ninja Mind, First Seven Steps of the Path of a Buddha, uh, maybe even Diamond Mind, which is a, uh, ebook and, uh, short video course on, um, not only meditation, but meditation for martial artists. Okay. But for the personal development stuff, um, that's, you know, here. Uh, if you want to dive deeper into things, again, I'm offering, um, I've, I've got some limited time on my schedule, but, uh, this week coming up, where are we? Uh, this is Monday, but this week, this week, I've got some openings in my schedule for, uh, some complimentary coaching calls. So we can get on, we can talk about what it is that you want to work on, that kind of thing. Uh, I've got a couple of people that are reaching out for some private classes, uh, uh, live, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But we can also work on the personal development side, whatever, right? Um, you can tell me what you're working on, what your background is, whatever. Okay. It's not a hard sell to anything. I'll give you some suggestions and some tips for moving on. And if you want to explore other program options or whatever, we can talk about that. If not, no harm, no foul. Okay. So to do that, uh, you send a, an email to warrior C W A R R I O R, the letter C. So one string at warrior dash concepts with an S, right? Warrior dash concepts dash online.com in the subject line, write the words or type the words call request. Okay. And then in the body of it, you're going to tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're working on, what your background is, that kind of thing, right? Give me kind of a heads up, right? Um, and then, you know, uh, what you give me a couple of, uh, available days and times, and I'll try to match up something with my schedule. That is the first come, first serve. Heads up. If you send me a whiner email about why well, you're working on all this kind of stuff, but here's all the reason I can't make it happen, or I send back or I give you some suggestions, and you're just just not going to do it anyway, right? No matter what I say, you're going to give me all the reasons why you can't. Don't send the email. Just don't, okay? I only help proactive students, period. Okay? I got guys that drive across the damn country or half the country or whatever, right? Um, I do not have time. I'm going to use this term. I do not have time to waste 
on people that make nothing but excuses and have nothing but reasons why they can't instead of figuring out how they can do at least something to move forward. I don't have time. Okay? My life is way too busy and I've got <laughs> I've got purpose. Okay? So, right? Um, and don't don't be trying to convince me why I should be bending over backwards to help you. Because again, the student comes to the teacher, I go to my teachers but I can't be more vested or more serious or more anything about you, your progress, your development, or your training than you are. It's not possible. It's not possible. And even if it were, what does that say? Somebody else is more about your purpose and more serious about you being this other thing than you are? How is, how is that even logical? How is that logical? I don't know. But some people think it is. So anyway. All right. I still don't see any comments that have popped up. So I either put people to sleep or I cracked your brain or um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So don't let the reason that people don't take you seriously be you. Don't be that person. Okay? The world is full of those people. They're called hypocrites. Okay? Don't be those people. You're in an art that it allows for it, but it's not what it's about. Okay? So that's what I have. All right. And, uh, hopefully I'll see you guys on, uh, Wednesday for Whiteboard Wednesday. All right. I'm actually, um, after last week's, uh, episode on, uh, street combat ready striking, uh, I got to thinking about that some more and I had some other things on my schedule, but I slid into part two. So this week I'm going to be talking, uh, about, I'm going to continue on with the combat striking, but from a whole different perspective. Okay. So uh, hopefully you make it for that. And if not, there's always the recordings, right? So hopefully you're keeping up with those. And uh, hopefully this is of value. And if it's not, um, then it's just more time wasting, right? I don't need you to listen to me talk, especially if you're not going to do anything about it, all right, or with it. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I will talk to everybody again next time. Be safe. Train if you're so inclined, right? Um, and uh, we'll uh, – We'll keep this uh, we'll keep this going as long as people uh, want to keep it going, right? Hopefully James will be back in here uh, in another week or two, and then uh, he can distract you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Get more of Kudan Radio. Subscribe through your favorite podcasting site, or join our clan of serious modern warriors at OnlineNinjaAcademy.com.